Hey everyone, this is Rudy, aka Professor Vide Veritas, and man, it has been a really rough week for me. Not gonna go into details, but at times like this, playing make-believe with our little group is a real blessing. Tolkien once said, I have claimed that escape is one of the main functions of fairy stories, and since I do not disapprove of them, it is plain that I do not accept the tone of scorn or pity with which escape is now so often used. Why should a man be scorned if, finding himself in prison, he tries to get out and go home? So, if you're listening right now, thank you. I hope today's episode provides you with some escape. Please enjoy The Heroes Die. Hey, fellas, how's it going this week? Hey, Sam. Hi, um, Sam. How you doing, buddy? Hey, it's good to see you all. So I have I have COVID. I tested positive for COVID today. Hey. Uh, very hey. cool. Good for and, you. Thank you. And yeah. I wanted to ask, in honor of me having COVID, yeah. do you have any salient memories of being a kid and staying home from school sick? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Constantly. <laughs> They're constantly salient? No, it was really? constantly sick. It was like constantly oh. vomiting in school. I always wonder whether I would qualify as like a sickly child. You know when like you read old like novels and talk about sort like of sickly right. children? Yeah. Yeah. And like I the kid like, in the secret garden? Sure. Yeah. And like, I, I, like what's the cutoff for that? You know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I what point is of... your youth spent in bed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hung out with Will a little bit when I was in Chicago and wherever he'd go out, he'd have to wear like black gloves on his hands and like those those purple those purple sunglasses and stuff like and everything. From, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, to be fair, like in the Dickensian era, if you were like left handed or like paintings, you were considered sickly. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And I'm into I'm on both of those things, so oh, I know. genetic defect. You might be decrepit even. I no, I I was the same. Like I I don't know if I was physically ill, but I would like always try to get out of school sick. Like yeah. I would pre- pretend to be sick, or or just was actually like anxious to the point of being ill. What was your go to, Ben? How would you pretend? Headaches. Trying to prove that you don't have a headache. Wow. Yeah, wow. Can't argue <laughs> Ferris Bueller made it so fucking complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, my head. Yeah. Yeah, I can't I can't open my eyes. My head hurts so bad. Okay. I had a little bit of an anxious belly, so when I wanted to stay home, I would just think about what is ever whatever was stressing me out and I would barf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My mom let me stay home from school when I'd vomit. My dad was like, ah, you're just worried about that test. Let's get in the car. <laughs> Builds character. Who was right? Parenting styles. Yeah, my dad was. Uh, my dad was not wrong. I wasn't really sick. Um, <laughs> uh, certainly, my most memorable was the two weeks that I missed in fourth grade with poison oak. Ooh, that would do it. I'm, I'm like super, super allergic to it. I'm like generally like kind of go along, get along with most illness, but poison oak skin shit, I'm really bad with, and I missed all of standardized testing uh, wow. and had to like redo it all. It was a real fucking nightmare. And I was like bleeding like up and down my arms. It was terrible. Oh. When I was in third grade at Noah Webster Elementary School in Hartford, Connecticut, we had a leaf project. We had to find oh. 20 leaves and identify them. One of my classmates, Jasmine, came in with a leaf and you know, you'd describe it. And one of the ways she described it was it's kind of scratchy. It feels scratchy. And everyone was like, What do you mean scratchy? She was like, Well, here, try it. And so the entire class passed around this leaf and rubbed it 
on their faces. She's a terrorist. terrorist that's ever existed. It's amazing. <laughs> She's a she terrorist. Did it, she did it the most. So the next day. She doesn't have anything to lose. She's a terrorist cell. Yeah, exactly. Sam. Just like a terrorist. The next day, she's out of school and she just, you know, swelled up like a, a, a balloon. And the rest of us just had, you know, itchy skin, but so much of the oil had already been rubbed off on her that we were <laughs> she all meat shielded it. Okay. <laughs> but God, it was just such a like city kid story about a, a, an outdoors project. Just a bunch of kids. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bunch of kids with a lot of concrete around them. Morgan? I, I, I didn't get sick a lot. I was lucky. I, I guess it, but in in the interest of sharing, you say I didn't get sick either. It didn't stop me. Yeah. I, I, I didn't fake it. I didn't fake it. But um, I used to skip school a lot. I got until I got caught. Caught. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't. you get caught like by a truant officer. Uh, kinda. Yeah. I mean, I got if that's what you uh, call the CIA. Yeah, I'm fucking cold. I was need you for one mission. I got like. Stopped by a police officer. <laughs> I was not in school. And <laughs> I wasn't caught so much as neutralized. <laughs> and it spiraled too, because then it was like, oh, interesting. Morgan has 29 absences this year. Has he been <laughs> sick yet? And I was like, no, no, he's not sick. <laughs> and they weren't they weren't calling they weren't calling your folks to see what was going on? No, because my mom worked at my school, so they were like, "Oh, he must be sick." <laughs> oh, your mom didn't wait. What did she do no. at your school? How did she not notice? I mean, I would show up and mm-hmm. sayonara, and then like you know, because you don't. And then like before class started, I would like hide in a bathroom, and then once everyone was in classrooms, me and someone like ditch, get out. What would you wow. do? We'll never know. Go to the mall. Here we go to other what high schools. A, what a bunch of nerds. You went to other high schools? <laughs> yeah, better classes. Better instructors. Yeah, so oh, yeah, that AP down the road. So we want to make sure we get in there. We're going to transfer. I would head down to the local community college, grab a couple of classes, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I went to an all-guy school. So we would go to other high schools because oh. there was girls there. Would I guess, what was the reaction to these girls to... Two non-student boys uh, showing up. With, like, was that a draw? They were super excited because it was like, <laughs> oh my God, what are you doing here? You don't go to school Rare here. find. Yeah. <laughs> yeah fun. Like, can crazy. you get us into the cafeteria? They're like, sure. <laughs> how, how unexpected that you are, are here. Hmm. Man, all of us are just floored by this. Yeah, I never really cut class. I never took days oh, off of school. I, I misbehaved. barely showed but... up to school. My freshman sophomore year, I was I was not can't cut school if you don't go. <laughs> no, like I did the same thing Morgan did. Like I would come to school and then leave. We, you know, grad Lane Tech should have known better because they had open campus lunch mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Addison and West. Yeah, what the? Yeah. Like, <laughs> wild. I used to like you know have fourth period lunch and then just stay out all three lunch periods and visit my friends at all those lunch periods. You know, my problem, Sam, was I was the person who cut class all the time and most of my friends did not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was the one who ended up having to stick around an extra year. Uh, I mean, what would you do you know, alone on your breaks? Well, I would just you know it depends. Like like sometimes like like me and my buddies would like go to the the movie theater down Western. Oh sure. 
I, I my poor mother like has had to stand. She she's like Clarence Darrow. Like the amount of the amount of tribunals that poor woman has had to stand in front of because of my idiot ass. You sound like a war criminal. Like listen, like you know, I was such a bad kid in high school. Jesus like just a Christ. bad kid. Like I got like I would get I got out of school suspended like four times, like three or four times in high school. It was, it was horrible. Just after the, idiot. After the third of the Geneva days. Convention. <laughs> I, 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 Rudy's truancy officer actually was in the fucking CIA. Holy shit. Gnarly, after dude. the second out of school suspension is when they do form the Truth and Reconciliation Committee. <laughs> there, the, there, there, now, you want a creepy oh, story. I got kicked out. So I got one of the reasons why I don't have driver, why I don't have a driver's license. One of the reasons. <laughs> well, the main reason. Holy the main fuck. reason is that I am terrified of driving. That's that's okay. the main reason. Good. That one's reasonable. No now one's the reason. Yet. Now, having said that, I believe that you learn how to drive when you're 16 because that's when you're most fearless, and you just got to get all of that into you. That I got kicked out of driver's ed because I showed up to driver's ed hammered. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just a little road beer for confidence. Yeah, who, hasn't, who among us? Rudy you know? wasn't fearless, and he took it upon himself to get there. So I showed up to driver's at hammered because I had gotten hammered during a previous lunch period. But the school, unlike Morgan's school, called my mother repeatedly. At that point, I had missed so much school that they were like the dean of uh, discipline or whatever had my mother's cell phone on speed dial. And, you know, so I was like, she was like, made it in no uncertain terms, I would be in a great deal of trouble if I skipped class. So I decided to show up to class, hammered. So I get get kicked out of driver's ed. And that one, my mother and I had to go downtown to one of the, like the Thompson Center or something like that. Small room, metal table, guy in a suit. Explain to me why your son should still uh, go to the the city of Chicago public schools, <laughs> and then we will figure out an appropriate. And if we decide to keep wait, wait, him wait, in public wait, school, wait, 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 yeah, your mom had to do this in front of you. Oh, I was there. I, you had to be. I had to be there. Could That's not not be there. Awful. If I if I was not present, I would have been immediately expelled from Lane Tech. Oh, that's so fucked up. Holy shit. Well, I'm glad I was there and my mother didn't have to do that by herself, you know. Also true, so, but like holy fuck. Yeah, but so so God. I'm in the room. I'm in the room. I ended up having to do kind of like a community service program where I was like a janitor at a neighborhood boys and girls club and then for like a month. And as then a, I had as that hammered too. As uh, a what? As a boy. Yeah, like I was like, I think I was like serving his time, Jesus. Um, but yeah, no, you know, it, it was a, it was a wild ride. Um, I thank the sweet Lord for the theater department at Lane Tech and the uh, resource center. The people that worked with me in the resource center really kind of, looking back, I probably saved my life in a lot of ways. Do you want to give um, them a shout out right now? Yeah, I do. The resource center at Lane Tech College, uh, College Prep. In Chicago, Illinois, if if you deal with a resource center teacher in your high school, give them a break because like they're working mm-hmm. really hard. Um, 
with kids that are not fun to work with on a daily basis. And they do it because they care. Public school teachers make shit as it is. And and their job is to make uh, life bearable for uh, kids that have a lot of shit going on. Give them a break. Give all teachers a break. You know, they're doing their best, except for the ones that aren't. Fuck them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Come to their classes drunk. <laughs> I found that very moving, to be honest. That was nice, Rudy. Thank you so much for sharing yeah. that. Uh, Will Harold, what was uh, what was some of the worst behavior you got in trouble for in high school since we've segued from being sick? Uh, yeah, I was not nearly as cool. I think that what I did do was I just developed a really nasty case of self-importance um mm. like during mm-hmm. 10th grade especially and i ended up having to talk to the um one of the like administrators at my school uh and it wasn't even like i was in trouble it was just like can you just take this a little bit more seriously and be respectful of your classmates <laughs> like <laughs> you're just you're talking back to the teacher you're you're like making jokes about how dumb like you know the, the assignments are and like other kids need this stuff to learn and it's great that you feel like you don't, but like get the fuck over yourself. And the cancel culture came for you early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They weren't ready. They weren't ready. Uh, He's uh, uncancelable. My takes about uh, their eyes are watching God and a quilt quilt making assignment. Um, and I deeply regret all of this. Like, yeah. Anyway, um, I had to learn a little bit of humility. That, that's the worst trouble I got got in school. That sounds familiar. That was the kind of trouble I got into. It wasn't like, hey, you really are doing a pretty good job flying under the radar here, but um, you're also kind of an asshole. What's going exactly on? Exactly what the feedback was without like saying, you're, you're a bit of a prick. Um, you be less <laughs> of a prick to your teachers and to your fellow students. <laughs> Like, did you like, did you like talk back to your teacher a lot? Soon? All the time. Call them by their first okay. names, all that stuff. Oh, like, you know, oh, stuff oh, like. Oh, what oh, a Chad. You would do on mots at your teacher or something or whatever, just to see how far you could go. Pretty much. You're not now. That's the point. Right. I remember making a decision as I went to college. I'm like, I think I'm not going to be a dick anymore. And for the most part. <laughs> it was like, what? <laughs> Despite what anyone says, I think we all have permission to be teenagers, you know, just Mm. can't stay like that. That's all. Yeah, that's well put, Rudy. That's well put. put. Uh, Speaking of people who didn't stay teenagers, those retainers that you all (laughs) murked last week. Buckets, nothing but net on that transition. Yeah, yikes. That was good. You find yourself in the lobby entry area. (laughs) of the hermitage of blessed lightning you've killed a few retainers you have an unconscious mayor in the corner here what do you all do finish the job yeah finish them off i think yeah. <laughs> quickly as possible yep okay wake so them up first so he knows it's happening but then do we know anything about the political structure of the town what happens in the absence <laughs> of a mayor who gets appointed can we just hold a free election or yeah vice mayor or is there is this a military coup in the making? Because I'm down. I mean, no? I could roll knowledge, Death. Uh, society. Yeah, the professor uh, will uh, sidle up next to the mayor and give him a little uh, slap to the cheeks. Wake up! Wake up! Roll for damage. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. 
the professor. Thank goodness he... And he looks over and he sees the mangled corpses of his three guards. And he's like, you've dealt with them. Oh, oh, thank heavens. What were you thinking coming out here? Well, um... You got uh, bullied by a teenager and you came out here. Yeah, bullies my teenager. I know, it, it wasn't a very good idea. I, I was convinced that I would come out here and, and have words with Harlock, my, my dear friend. But, well, clearly things didn't work out that way. Well, Mr. Mayor, I suggest that you leave it to the professionals. Uh, I say, I suppose we are professionals at this point. I would I would certainly endorse that sentiment. Huh. Often said that you need to be paid if you are <laughs> to be considered a professional. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> For the audience at home, the mayor, i.e. Sam, is making a face like... Wow, they really just asked about money after I was nearly killed. It's really very good acting. It is. <laughs> Waves of disgust it's, went over I'm, the I am face. waiting for one of you to admit <laughs> that your characters have a shred of everything. <laughs> Carnival folk. still out. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> okay, this is ridiculous. We can't. We we, we got uh, yeah. We can't let this keep going. And Drew walks over and starts <laughs> treating the mayor's wounds, but it's clearly because he's bleeding on a rug that seems really nice um, underneath him, and he's trying to just like stop the, the screening of, of the rug. He's like rifling through his pockets as he's dressing the wounds. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh. So can I can I um heal him, Sam? Yeah, absolutely. Roll to heal. Uh, that's not great. <laughs> nope. I knew you weren't. You were going to fail. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's it's four on the die plus nine. It's only thirteen. So yeah, it's a fail. Not a critical fail though. No, not a critical fail. Just uh, you're very distracted by what he's bleeding on. <laughs> yeah. Here, have a, have a berry. <laughs> And Even the- <laughs> Leighton shoves out a handful of herbs uh, and berries and, and roots. Uh, and I'm going to try a nature check. To Even up. the dice are unsympathetic. Um, I hit the check exactly there. Uh, he gets seven hit points back. Oh, oh dear me. Thank you. I, I feel much better after your ministrations. Uh, Thank yes. you. Thank you, Leighton. Yeah, Quixus, Chalmers, Esquire, River Kingdoms, you never say the whole thing. And I just. Oh, Were you taken any I... further than the lobby, or is this all you've seen of the monastery? I, I was shoved into a room behind this curtain. And though I have only been here for a, a half a day or so, I've been taken out periodically and beaten. Quite the thrashing, as you witnessed. This was a regular thing? They would just take you and beat you and then take you back into the room? The regularity, uh, it seemed random and at the whims of my captors. Uh, I'm not entirely certain, but there is a a degree of uh, just spite and hatred. It was basically as soon as I was ready, uh, they would pull me out and beat me again. 
Ben is truly having a hard time pulling himself together over such a pathetic line. Sven, who's like used to fighting and frankly kind of enjoys getting hit and stuff, is, is having a hard time uh, feeling a ton of sympathy for this little guy. Were they, were they interrogating you? They asked me questions at times, though it did not seem that my answers were satisfying to them. What did they ask? Did they ask you? Yes, yes. Mostly, why was I there? And I told them it was to find and speak with Harlock Hamdiel. He appears to be unavailable. They didn't tell me outright, but given their line of questioning, I do believe that Harlock has been made a captive here as well. Hmm. Have you seen anyone else? Yes, I've seen one or two other people dressed similar to these in leather, the gray robes underneath. And one or two folks that I, I did recognize as priests uh, from earlier visits out to here. Did they look mm, like themselves, or was there anything amiss with their facial features? They they looked like themselves, but scarier. It's hard to put an exact finger on, but it seems as though they're under the influence of, of, of some other power. There seemed to be all anger in, in none of the introspective aspect that I come to associate with the hermits here. One priest named uh, Yorl, uh, she came in as shortly after I arrived and asked me questions about why I was here, what I was looking for, who knew I'd come, and why, etc., etc. And she's changed. I, I've met her on a, on a previous visit and admittedly somewhat misanthropic, was not the person with whom I spoke today. And when I say not the person, I, I mean simply that her, her demeanor and aspect has changed quite a bit. She, she seems evil. Well, when you say a manner of anger, were there... We've encountered some demons, as you know. Uh, did you see any of those or, or notice anything in their demeanor that would suggest it? Yes. Uh, a, a couple of other priests came in, a, a man and a, a woman, and they had with them two winged demons... Uh, small, almost childlike, mm. but uh, certainly demonic. And, and I believe that this entire hermitage has fallen under the sway of, of demons. And I take very, very little solace in the fact that it, it does appear that Harlock Hamdiel is not responsible, but is captured and imprisoned somewhere within the monastery. Or worse. Yes, he yeah. could also be dead. Now that you think, you know what? You're right. He could be dead. <laughs> yeah, that's just a go then, I suppose. There are be worse a... things than death when demons are involved. I, absolutely. I shudder to think. And honestly, I, I can only imagine how far things have progressed here along that path, given how openly those priests, priests of Gozra, were consorting with demonic forces. Yes. Did, did any of them mention Nemia at any point? Ask where she had gone, reference her? Not to me directly. I, and I'm not certain if if they, they, they mentioned her. There was some talk of someone going off. It, it might have been her and attracting attention. Yeah, now that you say it, I hadn't, I hadn't put two and two together. But yeah, they, they were worried about attention being called to here because of someone who went off on their own. It, it's almost certainly her. I suspect. Well, there's nothing to it, I suppose, gentlemen, but we will probably have to uh, 
proceed farther into the hermitage. The question is what to do with the mayor. He can't possibly make it all the way back to uh, town in this condition. Well, I certainly don't want to stay here. And, uh, so I don't uh, blame you. I don't blame you. I, I am something of a, of a woodsman. Uh, I, I probably won't take the same route here that I took out. I, I mostly took to the forest. Certain death. Yeah. <laughs> I do feel that if I take it slow and, and don't challenge myself, I, I should be able to make it back to town along the road. Yes, yeah, yeah, won't last a day. <laughs> uh, Professor, if I could have a word with you over... Perhaps uh, yeah, yes, yes, late, late. Uh, wonderful, yes, just to get your ear on... And turns back to Andrew, and sort of like motions to keep going as he brings the professor to, to give a, a statue or something. I don't know. Ah, yes, a statue. <laughs> Marvelous work, especially around the box. All right, Jaybird. I think I trust you. I think you can make it back. Uh, you have any last questions for us? Anything we can do for you? Great. All right. See you later. And Drew just kind of puts his arm around and kind of guides him out. At the front door. Uh, yes, absolutely. Please, d- do take care. I don't know what has happened here. Uh, simply that uh, the evil appears to have run deep. Yep, got it. Run deep, evil. Yep, cool. See ya. Okay, yeah. goodbye. Yeah, watch out for the slores out front. They might they might still be hungry. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, watch out for the... Make sure you're really quiet around the horned toads. They can get real angry. I'll be fine, don't worry. Live a fulfilling life. Ribbit. Claude watching him passively. And he takes off. (laughs) I'm gonna miss him. So, uh, should we check out what's behind curtain number one? Yes, there is a door to the north, there is a door to the south, and there is a green curtain over to the west. Leighton will page the curtain. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Opening the curtain there, Leighton? Yeah. You peel back the curtain, and there's more hallway. There is a door down the end, and then two doors to the north, and two doors to the south. Do we want to clear these other doors first before proceeding through the curtain? Yes, it seems wise. Very well. I'll have a peek through this one to the north. All right, Sven, you're opening the door to the north? Yeah. All right. Oh, there are even more doors than the last time. <laughs> oh, it's a dining set. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this looks like a waiting room. It's simply furnished with a table and chairs. The stone walls are bare. Uh, nothing in here looks particularly comfortable. And the only nod to courtesy is a copper vessel filled with water on the table. Can I cast Detect Magic? You cast Detect Magic in the room, nothing pings. Okay. Minimalist, eh? Head over to the room to the south? Yes. Shall we try the other? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yep, let's just do that. Let's give it a little pull here, the old knob, a little turn. The professor hiding on the side of the door as he swings it open, revealing... A storage room. Looks like it hasn't been re-upped for quite some time. It's mostly empty. A few wooden casks, half full of salted pork and mead, along with a crate of parchment paper and a few boxes of ink and goose quills. Salted 
pork. Yeah, Sven makes a beeline and rams some in his pockets. He <laughs> loves jerky. <laughs> Can I I'll, cast I'll detect magic on this? I'll get in on that too. <laughs> the only thing magical about these is the taste. Oh, this is well brined. Well, it's the fresh seawater. You have to imagine. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Give me, give me perception checks in here. Yeah. Oh, of course, of course. Twenty-seven. Ten. Yeah, Twenty-seven. 11. As you're casting detect magic, you do find along one of the shelves uh, a jar. It doesn't really ping as magical, but you recognize it as being perhaps more valuable than the other things. You identify it quickly as a salamander elixir, which is an alchemical consumable. This elixir is made from salamander scales to withstand fire. For 24 hours, you are protected from the effects of severe heat. This is a lesser salamander elixir. Oh, I'm gonna pocket that. And well, then it seems that only the curtain awaits Leighton is sort of in the middle of this room, looking east, looking west, looking at Claude, looking at this space. I think it may be best for you to stay behind, friend. Perhaps help the mayor back to town, and I will meet you at the end of this particular journey. What uh, does Claude do? How does Claude take that? Claude has his, like, face through the double doors, just, yeah. like, holding it open on his shoulders. Um, and he sort of looks down at Leighton severely. Leighton comes over, starts unpacking some of his personal effects, some of his own camp gear, stuff like that. He says, no, no, it's for the best, my friend, I'm sorry. But I don't think that you'll be able to run free here, and we know that you're most effective running free. So, best to do what you're second best at, helping helpless townsfolk out in the wild, lost and alone. As I know too well, you'll take care of the mayor. Yes, Claude gives take him a little... care of the mayor, Claude. <laughs> you know what to do. Yes. <laughs> Claude gives Leighton a little kiss on the on the top of the Aww. head, then looks over at Sven and inclines his head. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, you've got ice in your veins, Claude. Finish the job. Give him the old clip-clop. <laughs> Aw, that's nice. I like that. All right, so Claude is taken off. Claude gets scared and runs off the cliffside. Immediately <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> beset upon by the slurks. <laughs> no! Anything that goes out the front door is just immediately <laughs> consumed by them. We will have to deal with those later, I suppose. <laughs> Their appetites are insatiable. <laughs> no amount of seabird could eat them. Stepping through this curtain, could I, could Leighton roll a religion check to try and figure out like the layout, like monastically, if he could infer anything? Sure. 26. It's a natural 20. Natural 20, 26... And what you what you're rolling religion? You said yeah to like figure out the layout. Like what rooms do I think might be where based on what I've seen of this religious space so far? Yeah, absolutely. You you know that this appears to be very very old. There's nothing in this room apart from a few nods to Gozra that even indicate the deity of worship here. You might even think that this is older than the Gozrin cult here or the Gozrin sect here. So as you get in, you might learn more, but your initial impulse with that 26 is that they didn't build this. The Gozrins dug too deep and too greedily. Nice. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But I, I do like that check. I do like that check a lot. Do you want to check these doors? 
Yeah. Yeah, actually, can I just also, because I will never forgive myself if something comes up, can I please cast Detect Magic in this room as well? Nothing pings in the hallway behind the curtain. Sven, are you at the door that you want to check? Yeah, to the north there. Absolutely. You pop open the door, and it looks like a guest room. There is a single bed, a desk with a candle, some writing supplies, a chamber pot, and... On the desk is a copy of the Gozrin holy book, Hymns to the Wind and the Waves. I'm taking this. <laughs> oh, little windy ocean, to Gozra we must praise. For it is her who guides the sea and sunders through the waves. And they take the professor and toss him off the cliff. <laughs> Immediately eaten by this lord. <laughs> no! <laughs> I know yeah. what I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you head next door. You find the same thing. You Let's head... take all the copies of it. <laughs> what a Lane is taking one. All the chamber pots. <laughs> yes, they won't know what to do. You head across the hall, you find another waiting room with nothing in it, and you head to the fourth room, and this appears to be the room where Jay Aber was kept, as the mattress is bloodied, and it is clear that there has been some suffering in this room recently. There are shims outside of the door on the ground. That's clearly how they wedged the door shut. I'd like to just cast Detect Magic on every single room that we go in. You yeah, cast man, detect magic. You only detect and... tragic in this last one. <laughs> detect tragic, my boy Jay Aber. I don't need spells for that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't find any magical items or any magical auras. Okay. Can I search the room that he was kept in? Yeah, you find the same stuff. Just the sheets are bloody and the bed is must. Very well. Seems the mountainside beckons. Shall we, gentlemen? Yes. Yes. Onward. You head to that end of the hallway, and the door here is a large, imposing granite slab. There's only a small viewing slot at eye level for people who are of human size. It appears to be locked. Professor, might you lend your skills? Well, I can certainly try. Unfortunately, I have a player who is notorious for rolling poorly when it counts. But we'll see what happens. Our inner demons haunt us all, my friend. Oh, God, you're telling me, man. Let's see, where's my skills? I have a certain set of skills. All right, let's give it a, tr- let's give it a go here. Do you uh, think do when a- they wrote that line, I am a man with a certain set of skills, that they knew they were writing a quotable quote? for the aid for the next 20 years. I would I, say not only did they know that, but they knew that it was going to be delivered by Liam Neeson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Money in yeah. the bag. I would say that they were like, oh, we got him? This is That's, what the line's going to be. Yeah. Write the line. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. I don't, that don't have any money. Yeah, uh, for sure. Deep recheck? That is a 20. A 20. Hey! So, Rudy, you, the professor heads up to the door, puts his hands on it, sort of presses against it, tries the latch. He's like, you're like, this door is barred on the other side. So you reach into one of your many inner pockets 
pull out a particular set of these <laughs> tools with a shim. Give me a stealth check. 23. Nice. 23. Excellent. You slide a shim into the door frame. It bends with the brakes in the door. You push up, you push in, and you very slowly guide the bar on the other side of the door silently Fuck down to the yeah. ground. Fuck yeah. You believe the door is now unlocked and you have done it very quietly. What do you do next? Let's take it slow here, dudes. Yeah. Very good, yes. All That's right, right now. Who, who um, should go in first? I can take point quietly. Right. A feather's touch against the door, Sven. Altogether I'll certainly now. keep our way underground. And yeah. Sam, I'm going to take the repeat a spell exploration action to use no direction. So like a little magnetic, like lightning, teeny tiny little lightning needle is in the palm of his hand pointing north. Cool. I love that. Lightning needle. Terrifying. How long does that last? How does that work? Tell me everything. Uh, it just sort of tells me in the moment that it's cast. But if we're in exploration mode then this is one of the things you can do is just sort of repeatedly cast a spell. Can I also have detect magic, like, ready to pop as soon as the door's open? Yes, you can absolutely have it prepared. Tight. Sven, are you opening the door? Yeah, yep, stealthily. Is everybody where they want to be? And does anybody else have anything that they want to do? I'm going to think Drew will get his bow out. Drew gets his bow out. All right. Sven is at the door. Eugene is directly north of him. Rest of the team in a row, right behind Sven, stacked north to south as Sven opens the door to the west. This wide hall leads into the cliff face at an angle. A double door at the west end of the room, you can all see, is carved from blue and green marble and depicts a magnificent abstract pattern. Smaller doors lead out of this hall to the north and south. The door to the north, Sven can just see, appears to have several planks nailed across it. There are also two of the retainers that you fought in this past room, and a slurk up to the north, nearest the green and blue doors. What do you all do? Sam, they don't seem to take a notice of the door having opened, right? They're unaware of our presence, or... Right. So you see them, and both of them are are turned and facing towards the slurk. The one to the north is saying, That's it. That's it, Waldorf. Yeah, yeah, no. Stay, stay. And the slurk is like clearly like getting ready to move, getting ready to move, paying attention to the guy. Like, no, no, stay, stay. That's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good, that's a good slurk there, Waldorf. And he tosses him a seagull, which he hum crunches on greedily. The slurk's eyes move towards you as the door opens. You do still have the drop, but they're going to notice that the door is open momentarily. What do you do? I want to step forward and try to take out the guy in front of me as quick as possible. Alrighty. Roll for initiative. Svend, give yourself plus four. Mm-hmm. Hey Sam, can those of us who want to use stealth instead of perception on this one? Yeah, anybody who wants to can use stealth instead of perception. Sweet. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. That was literally, my stealth is dog shit, so I'm glad yours is really good, Rudy. Thank you for I saying just, that. 
That's a big difference. Well, you know, I just had two feats walk away from us into the woods for no reason, so... Yeah. Is everybody in there? Yeah. Did everybody just roll fucking rocks? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't. Holy cow. All right, we've got Eugene at 29, Svend at 28, Leighton at 23, The Professor at 20, Andruk at 16. Let's go. Eugene, you're up. And I imagine that the first thing that you want to do is cast Detect Magic. That's it. All right. Two actions to cast Detect Magic. You do not detect magic in the room. Eugene's going to step back to here, two steps to the east and a step south. And then he's just going to relay that information to the team. Let him know, don't detect any magic, y'all. I think it's just a couple of big toad monsters and more of these uh, priesty baddie dudes. Excellent. Sven, what do you do? I'm going to five foot step in. Mm-hmm. Uh, swinging through with the hammer. Be a 24 to hit. 24 is a hit. Swinging. Um, for seven points of damage. Nice. Seven points of damage. There you go. Freaking will probably not be hit. 14. 14 is a miss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a guarded step, a swing, a swing. That is Sven's turn. Leighton, you're up. Leighton is going to take a five-foot step down diagonally just outside the door so that he can get a view of the guy up to the north and is going to cast lightning arc or electric arc. Um, mm-hmm. So I need reflex saves from the two retainers, please. Two retainers, reflex saves. You got it. Alrighty, that is a fail to north. And let's check it. This is going to be a little closer. 14, I think, is a miss. That is a fail. That is going to be 10 points of damage to each of them. Nice. 10 points of damage to each of them. Woof. As it lances out from his hand, strikes the one at the north, bounces to the one in the south, probably singes a, a little bit of hair on Sven's right ear. That is Leighton's turn, certainly making the most of it. The Professor, you're up. Yes, yes. the Professor will uh, step up to the uh, door here. And uh, unless, unless Sam, can I uh, send a spell uh, from here, uh, just uh, two steps outside the door, uh, through it uh, to hit uh, any of these people up here? I don't see the angle on that. Yeah, that would probably be kind of physics impossible i would assume yeah i i think you gotta yeah, yeah. step i think you gotta step five feet closer to be in that doorway well then i shall step up here and uh attempt to hit uh the uh fishy fellow up there with a produce flame go for yes. it okay that is a 20 to hit that is a hit excellent excellent that's a 2d4 Oh, nice. So that is 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage? Ooh. 2d4? Yep. 10 points of damage? Plus his... 4 and a 2 plus my charisma modifier. There you go. Big. Big. Is that max damage? No. 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 What a stupid question. You're right. That's the professor's turn, a move, and a spell. It is now... Woohoo! This retainer's turn. Did we tie? Because I think I break I break ties with my pilgrim's token. Oh, that's right. Damn. That's right. That item. Drew, you are first. Keeps coming through for you, man. Oh, right. Yeah, it's it's useful. Um, Drew's gonna take a five foot step to the south, 
and get into his point blank stance. Excellent. And give Sven some guidance and tell him, hit him hard. <laughs> so Sven should have plus one on the next uh, attack roll or skill check that he that he rolls. Yeah, absolutely. Poof! You guys came out swinging, and now it is their turn. It is the retainer's turn directly to the west of Sven. He turns, looks at Sven, got stabbed in the back, and his eyes go red as he flies into a rage. It looks like he gets a little bit stronger, a little bit tougher, and he lashes out. But it doesn't matter when you roll a natural two. I've rolled a one, a two, and a two as my last three fucking rolls. This sucks. He's he is every guy. It's not happy. <laughs> Um, that is a miss, and roll it again. Immediate sum- surrender. Uh, that's also a miss. Single digis, single digis. And he uh, will also kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> he just can't get through his barbell reps. Uh, the one to the north points and says, attack to the slurk, who goes hopping up on its own turn and is going to ranged attack at the professor. Ah. Is it? Sorry, no, it's not going to range. Yeah, it's range attack at the professor. Ah. Does Does Sven get the chance to interrupt? Yeah, ranged provokes, right? Uh, Not not for this. That is going to be a 16 to hit. No. Unbelievable. And then it's going to gnash up with its tusks at Sven. A little tusk action. That's a miss. <laughs> oh, this sucks. And a miss. Nice. All below 10. Then the final retainer is going to move up, flies into a rage, and is going to attack Sven with a different die. Let's do this one. There we go. That's a 25 to hit. That will hit, yeah. If I remember correctly, this will be 138 points of damage. Yep, sounds about right. Well balanced. <laughs> He's uh, rolling at a plus one million. Alrighty, that is going to be 15 points ow, of damage. Ow, ow. Not nothing. Not nothing. That is its turn. Boop, boop, boop. That is the end of round one. They finally end up connecting on an attack. The top of round two. Eugene, what you got going on? Can Eugene? Does Eugene have vision of them from where he's standing right now? Yeah, it's a little hard to see him. They're getting a bit of a boost to their AC. If I took a step to the northwest to there, does it change anything? Yeah, the, it, it makes it harder to 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 see them or have a line of effect. Okay, I'll stay where I was and attempt to cast Tanglefoot on uh, Mr. Priesty Man, who's dead west. Dead West. All right, roll to hit. That's going to be a miss. That's Eugene's turn. That's Eugene's turn. Svend, you're up. Yeah. Who, I guess, looks the the most damaged uh, in front of him? Give me oh, a he's... perception check with an action. Yeah. Just give me a reaction <laughs> perception check. <laughs> yeah. Not for a full action. I'm just going to swing away. No, I was uh, messing with you, dude. It's a free action. You can roll a perception check. Nice. That'll be 27. 27, yeah, the one immediately in front of you to the west appears to be most damaged. Sweet. Uh, gonna swing on him. Uh, oh, that's a crit. 
Nice. On him. That an Addy Twin Zone. Addy Twin Zone. Um, that will be 16 points of damage. Nice. Oof. Yeah. Still up. Still up. Okay. Okay. Going in through then with a uh, uh, 20. 20 is a hit. Yay. Nice. Come on. That will be for five point six points of damage. Six points of damage. You take him out, Sven. Yes. 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 And then I'm going to turn and take my last attack with a little bit of a penalty at the uh, retainer directly to my north. And this is a minus 10 penalty. Okay. I believe. Right? Unless they're just minus five, case, I think. My... No, but you don't take the multi-attack it... penalty for the first two. You, but it counts. You don't... <clears throat> but it counts. This counts as your third attack. It's your second attack oh, that gotcha. doesn't take the penalty. Okay. Uh, 16 to hit then. 16 is a miss, thankfully. My god. Sven, that is your turn. Leighton, you're up. What's good, bud? Leighton is going to... Oh, Clyde would want me to be daring and not take up space. Away we go! 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Can I get to here? You can get to there. Great, so Leighton dashes through the door, slides behind Sven... Leaps past the tur- the leaps past the toad, gets into a flanking position, and is going to cast Tempest Touch. And I need a Fortitude save from the Slurk. Fortitude save from the Slurk, absolutely. Back to the shitty die. Natural twenty. Mother pus bucket. Okay, that sucks for me. Natural twenty auto pass. Auto pass. Doesn't well, matter what's going on. No, I was checking what the critical success effect was, which is target is unaffected. So (laughs) reaches out and I imagine like the fizzy cold water. He's like, oh, this may have been an error as it strikes the (laughs) slurk and just splashes harmlessly off the sides. Damn. (laughs) That Um, is a move and a spell. Yep. Uh, Well, actually, that spell is only one action. So um, Really? really indeed. Uh, that does up his curse, though, so a little rainstorm is whipping about him, and he is going to... Well, I did my best. Keep them off me. Run over to here. And hide over the there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I see that. I see that. I like that. The Professor, it's your turn. Leighton has run away from the fight. What do you do? The Same professor thing? Other direction? Going... <laughs> and the Professor runs out of the temple. I'm out of... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, there was a slurp there. right here. <laughs> Why do you have to go out? <laughs> so the professor is going to attempt to um, demoralize the um, centurion uh, to the uh, just north of Sven there. But a lesson that I've learned repeatedly is to roll the intimidation check before I role play. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. so. Yeah, get consent from the game before you make a decision here. Okay. That is a 28. All right. So the professor points straight at the uh, the centurion and says, We have already dealt with four of your comrades. If you would like to not be the fifth, I suggest you stand down. And you watch as the rage in his eyes overcomes any intimidation. Oh, wow. Any intimidation. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's he's pissed. He's just swinging out at Sven. Amazing. 
Well, that's one action there, Professor. <clears throat> Certainly is. So he'll produce a flame at him. That is a 24. Oh, I'm sorry, 25. 25? That's a hit. Great. So that's 2d4. Nice. 10 points of damage. 10 points again. Wow. Nice, dude. Getting kind of hard to believe, you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we are playing remotely. (laughs) (laughs) It's the professor's turn. Andruk, you are up. You're in point blank shot, but I don't think you have a good angle on the retainer, at least. You could talk to me about the slur. No, I think I'm, I'm going to try to sneak into the room directly behind Sven mm-hmm. and take a shot at the retainer knowing that he has cover. Here we go. It's a natural one. That's a miss. That's a yeah, third that's hole a in Sven's face. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I have too many. Um, <laughs> Just go, right, Sven. Taking another shot. Here we go. Do it. That's a 10, what, 16 to hit? That's a miss. Sorry, y'all. Rolling really bad today. Oh, no. Everyone has to take a turn. All right. It is the Slurk's turn. Slurk. It's going to get up in the business of your friend and mine, Sven. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Natural one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It impales it itself on its own tusks. <laughs> Going straight back to the well on the red die, the demonic-ish die. Natural three. Miss. And fuck it. Why not? All right. Yep. 15. <laughs> so frustrating. It is the retainer's turn. The retainer found some traction last round. Let's see if he can again. Just if I'm in the double digits, I'm in play here. If I'm in double digits, I'm in play. Just give me something in double digits. That's a six. That's a six. Goes rug. Goes rug. Miss. That is a miss. I heard your song. Uh, I'm so frustrated. This sucks. That is. That's not gonna cut it. That's not on that one. Not on that one. Nope. Oh, natural twenty. Let's see. Nope. Natural fourteen on the third one. Awesome. This is great. I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, that's the end of round two. Everybody sucked. It's the top of round three. Maybe <laughs> well, I thought we better. did pretty good. Yeah, we're nope. Everyone sucked. It was terrible. I can't believe we're producing this. Uh, let's go. <laughs> it's Eugene's turn. Tight, tight, tight. Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So Eugene is gonna cast Tanglefoot again. <laughs> You'll have a tough time hitting anybody from where you're at on the map where I can see. I think you might get up a little closer. How about there? Uh, there, you got some traffic for the slurk, but I'll give you that. I think it'd be a little harder to get to the retainer. Uh, what if I just move to here? Gravy. Cool. I'm going to do it on uh, the Centurion. Okay. This one's going to be close. How about 19 to hit? 19 to hit on the Centurion is a hit. Yes. Nice. So he's going to take a minus 10 foot circumstance penalty to its speeds for a round. And to escape, he's going to have to roll against my spell DC to remove the penalty. Excellent. Nicely done. I'm sure that this bag will be on him for the rest of his life. (laughs) Sven, it is your turn. Yeah, I'm going to keep swinging at this here retainer. Good luck. If I can put him down. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll roll a, for you. A uh, 26 to hit? 26, yeah, that'll hit. 
Yeah. What is that on the die? Double digits? Sounds like double digits. Yeah, yeah, yep. That was double digits. That's kind of like what you need. Do you remember what that's like, Sam? No. Uh, seven no. points of damage. Seven points of damage. Great. Yep. Hey, that's... That, hey. Hey, let's... Hey, everybody. Let's change our attitudes about this. Huh? Seven points of damage. Nice job, Ben. Everybody, Thanks, let's, Sam. let's support well, Ben. We're all no feeling problem. pretty good about yeah, it. Yeah, it was you being the weird vibes yeah. there, man. Uh, I think everybody else is on this train, so... Strong disagree. <laughs> Strong disagree, Ben. Strong um, disagree. All right. Dude, I'm back in that engine room. I'm shoveling coal for this train. I'm yeah. off. I can tell. Everyone's pretty upset about how this fight is going. And it's obvious. <laughs> uh, it's going to be an 18 to hit? <laughs> 18 to hit? That's a miss. Okay. Okay. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Fucking raging. <laughs> raging. Say <laughs> see my one. There was a little uh, pep in your step on that one for a second there, though, Sam. That was nice. Oh, yeah. Another seven points stuck. of damage? Another yeah. seven points of damage? Yeah, that's good. All right, still up. <laughs> He's still up, huh? Okay. Mm -hmm. At which point, <clears throat> he, you get him, you slash. What do these two hits look like, Ben? What do these two hits look like? Yeah, so Sven always has, like, the, um, the, the great hammer in his right hand and the sickle in his left, so... As he sort of brings it down on top of his uh, shoulder, it like brings the guy's like head and torso down a little bit. And then he just like catches him with a nice uppercut, like right underneath the Ooh. neck. With the hammer or the sickle for the Sickle, sickle on the second, yeah. Yeah, so you slice through and his hand goes up to his neck, dropping the trident he's been carrying. His other hand goes up as he drops to a knee, surrendering. Uh, what does the slurk do? The slurk? <laughs> The slurk uh, doesn't seem to be interacting a whole lot with with what the the retainer is doing right now. Okay. I surrender. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> yeah. give him the old slurk treatment then. Uh, yeah, swing again. All right. Well, who are you swinging? Who are you swinging at? Uh, at the retainer. Uh, it will probably be a miss though. Uh, yes, they will. So Sven once again attacking <laughs> a surrendering foe. <laughs> As we know, Sven learned on the mean streets of that really far northern city. So, Sven, what is your alignment? Chaotic neutral. Chaotic neutral. Yeah. All right. All right. He's Sounds a finisher. Kinda, sounds kind of evil. <laughs> sounds kind of evil. Always be closing. <laughs> exactly. A B K. Sigma Gravity set. Killing. Sven, that's your turn. Leighton, you're up. What are you going to do? Uh, ruthlessly murder a person who's bleeding out on the ground? You tell me. End his misery. That sounds nice. Leighton is going to attempt to reason with the slurk. You heard that when you said it out loud, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I think that's part of why I paused afterwards. Okay, now, Leighton is going to cast Forbidding Ward on Eugene. And just say, Eugene, uh, see if you can calm him down. I'll try to help. And is going to, yeah, give you a plus one to AC against the Slurk in case it lashes out at you. And then I think he's going to roll a perception check at this door, Sam, to see, to see what's going on with it. Yeah, what are you trying to learn? Uh, you said there was, like, something on it. I assume I can see that, but I'd also love to listen to the door, listen at the door if possible. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Looking at the door, it's beautiful. There's a magnificent abstract pattern on it. It's evocative both of the wind of a tornado and simultaneously the water of a whirlpool. The handles that you're looking at are both green enameled metal carved or formed in the shape of leaves, each bearing a drop of water. It's breathtaking. Marvelous. Do I hear anything? You don't hear anything, but these are big, thick doors. You 
think it'd be hard to, to get through that. What does the slurk think of the painting? I thought that wall. Oh no. <laughs> it's like our friend. <laughs> Reminds me of home. <laughs> we have to stop befriending. We done. It's Bye, another innocent creature. It's just here to exist. He also sounds like Louis Armstrong. <laughs> Oh, this is Gollum. <laughs> Slipped a little Gollum into that mix. <laughs> Good. All right, that is Layton's turn. The professor, you're up. <clears throat> what do you think? Slide a knife into him? Unarmed man? On his knees? No, no, no. Wouldn't be the first time. Excuse me? <laughs> no, I... I'll hit the slurk with a produce flame. I'll hit the slurk with a produce flame. Excellent. Roll the hit. 17. 17 against the slurk's AC in traffic is a miss. Damn it. Uh, but uh, I think, though, that the professor uh, will um, slink in, though. Now. <laughs> slurk in, you might say. Sl- slurk in the old-fashioned way. Absolutely. You slurk in. <clears throat> Andruk, it is your turn. Yeah, I think Druk says something like, you know, pets love me. And uh, we'll try to use uh, diplomacy or nature, whichever one you think is better, to uh, to talk the slurp down. Give it a good stay, settle. I'll give you an... I'll give you a nature check. Okay, let's try. I get a plus two to this. Uh, that's a three on the die. I don't know why I thought I could do this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, exactly. You get it. This yeah. sucks. Why are we here? Yeah. <laughs> I see. I see what you mean. <laughs> All right. So Duke's confidence fails. Uh, he tries to, to command the slurk and it doesn't listen to him. So he goes back to trying to um, shoot it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I love that. Hey, uh, buddy. Never mind. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm put you down now. <laughs> Uh, taking a shot. Uh, it's a four in the die. Fucking. <laughs> I want you to think about this when you walk out that door and see your dog, Will. I want you to think yeah. about this real yeah. long. I, I can't. I'll never forget it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's a miss. And I think I think that's probably three actions. I'm guessing I probably had to pull the bow back out in between <laughs> the diplomacy and the, the shot. So you didn't say you'd put it away. I'll give you another shot. I mean, you're rolling like dog shit. So okay. Uh, that one's 19. Plus 6 is 25. That's a hit. Wait. Uh, Damn it! That's Damn a it. 1 on the die. <laughs> so, 3 points of damage total. <laughs> Man. Not a great day for, for Druk today. Not a great day for Druk. The slurk goes to attack you there, Andruk, who just shot it in the head with an arrow. I just... It's a 17 to hit. It's a miss. It's a a six on the die. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, it's so maddening. So maddening. Again. All right. That's another 17. Miss. We're having a fine time. I'm not. This is so bad. That's a five on the die. Um, (laughs) That is the slurk's turn just in a frenzy. And 
its handler next to it on the ground, having dropped it, his trident already, says, No, Waldorf, no, no, down, boy, down, boy, down, Waldorf, down. And just sort of flings himself back five feet in a guarded step, Svend, uh, <laughs> against the wall, hands up. I surrender, I surrender. You have an Australian accent before. <laughs> it wasn't Australia. Knocked the culture was out of New him. Zealand? No, it was. Oh, fuck it, who cares, man? This guy's fucking dead. So <laughs> uh, I, 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 I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. That is the end of round three. The slurk does seem to be responding to his master's words. The top of round four brings us to Eugene's turn. Eugene, what? do you do? So what's the spell that I need to cast if I want to do some sort of animal interaction beyond wild empathy? You would have prepared your second level spell. I don't know how many second level spells you get. You would have prepared speak with animals. Can I cast speak with animals then? Yeah, absolutely. Super. This is the first time we're seeing this out of you, right? This is the first second level spell you've cast. This is correct. Uh, Nice. uh, Cool. So yeah, Eugene's going to cast speak with animals. And then he's going to look at the slur and be like, Hey, buddy, I understand that you enjoy a fresh plate of seagull. Maybe if you could just take it easy and chill out, we can take a little stroll outside and I will be able to provide you with a seemingly endless supply. All that I need is for you to not attack, hurt, or eat my friends here. Does that sound all right, bud? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had me at Seagull. No jokes. Oh, huh. oh, hold on. I uh, I can't believe This sounds awesome. I mean, he's been giving me more Seagulls forever for, like, sitting and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, just for not attacking right now. I mean, I'm pretty pissed off, too. But, like, I'm already not. Uh, yeah. For seagulls, you got me. You punched my ticket there, bud. <laughs> cool. And then I get I have one action left, yes? <laughs> I stab the handler. Split its neck. And then can I... Is rolling diplomacy a single action? Yeah, that's the way we've been doing it. Yeah. I'd like to roll diplomacy at Mr. Handler Man. Uh, it's a 21. Uh, Eugene's going to be like, Okay, pal, you've been pretty hostile to my friends and I, but if you answer a couple questions and give us enough information, there's a world where you could walk out of this alive. So why don't you just drop your weapons, move real slow for us, and we'll just have a nice, easy conversation. Yeah, and as a reminder, you are talking to a man who is unarmed, clutching the wound at his neck blood spurting out of it so he's he's on the ground backed up against the wall he's just like looking at you nodding okay cool that is Eugene's turn Sven oh god <laughs> I'm powered <laughs> okay. no uh, Sam, Sven you're baiting him into it <laughs> no uh, I'm just no. I mean like there does seem to be a little bit of a shift in momentum away from killing him but you know if you weren't scared then maybe you'd do it Right, like not in the heat of the moment, like this is, you know, six seconds at a time sort of thing. So, yeah. 
he probably didn't even hear what Eugene was saying. Just uh, looked like a ill-fated attempt to connect with something. No, Sven is going to uh, step aside and, and uh, gesture for them to to leave the front door there. Okay, so you get out of the way of the door, yeah, up into his shit, and there's like, yeah, you can go. Okay, we are out of initiative order. Finally, I was like, there Jesus, we, what are we gonna yeah, I was do? Gonna say, don't make me regret not fucking swinging on this. Yeah, we were basically coming back around to Sven to see if Sven was going to try to kill yeah. him or not. Sven goes full Joker mode if uh, if anything happens to him in this next round. Drew <laughs> <laughs> uh, will try to to stop the bleeding on this this guy's who's close to death. Uh, seven plus nine is sixteen. Just barely made it. So yeah, you close up his wounds, bandage him up, roll some H piz. Uh, sure. Um, it's 12 points of HP. I think that Eugene is going to look to the group and be like, y'all okay if I walk this slurg outside while you start interrogating this man? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yes, that's fine. Great. And then Eugene's going to look at the slurg and be like, was it Waldorf, I believe, bud? Ah, uh, that's my people name, yeah. What would you prefer to be called, my friend? I, well, uh, no one's ever asked me that Uh, <laughs> I guess, uh, well... You know, I've always felt like a Kevin. That Kevin it is, my friend. Hey, Kevin. Uh, right. Yeah, you take that's a walk me. Outside <laughs> <with> me? <laughs> oh Kevin, God, let's get outside and find you some seagulls. Yeah, and let's do it. Eugene's going to walk the slurk out the front door. I feel like the slurk is just going to get like victimized like when they release like things that have lived in the zoo for so long. It still like smells like people. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna ravage he, the poor thing. The other two slurks devour it. He does have an arrow in his head. <laughs> <laughs> what did they do to you? He looks different. He smells different. You walk outside. The other two slurks look at him and go, "Eric." And he goes, "Nah, Kevin." Now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a unicorn. Look at my arrow. <laughs> an open weeping wound for his head. And we slide back into the room. Um, that spell is up for 10 minutes. Uh, if you want us to come back to that conversation, Morgan, uh, feel free. I don't. Back I in the wanna, room. I just want to uh, be a little adamant that the slurg is no longer in the room. It's outside, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me move him. Great. Now we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's definitely not <laughs> There's another things that we now. need to say that should be behind Kevin's back. <laughs> Holy cow. What uh, is Kevin. with him? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Just didn't bring it today. Wee. Animals typically love me. I don't know what's going on with that guy. <laughs> hey, do you mind just like checking in with him about like what happened between us? Like, I don't know. Like, I just went like a series of cutaways then to like Sven with Oscar being like, pound it. And Oscar looking at him like, what the fuck? And then <laughs> Eugene being like, oh, he really likes you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> You've got this retainer in front of you. What do you do? Oh, I put it back in my mouth. <laughs> I wash it and turn it into the lunch lady. Yeah. Um... I'm sorry, Sam. It's okay. These Why are, are you here? Who do you work for? Tell us or we'll kill you. <laughs> I second. 
Well, I, I I do work for 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 the temple. Have for for a number of years. Now I've devoted my life and whatnot to uh, to Gozra, you know. And then things started going in a different direction, and I never want to fight the current. So here we are, adopted a slurk. Why did you torture the mayor? Ah, good. Luck. I mean, like, why not? Right, like. <laughs> I mean, cut his ears off. No, it was just um, he came in, and we don't take to visitors. And uh, it was I don't know, teach him a lesson, uh, sort of pick your poison on reasons to be cruel and inflict pain on those weaker than you. Uh, I could, I, I suppose, at the end of the day, I suppose at the end of the day, I was cruel to the mayor because I could without consequences. Fucking bleak, man. Damn. Well. Yes, uh, I suppose so. What suppose has given you yeah. this outlook on the world? Ah, good, uh, good question. A bit of Nietzsche. You know, I, I, I think that philosophically, I start with a firm base of nihilism and then build from there. Right? Nihilism? What? You build on nihilism? I mean, it must be exhausting. There's no... there's no <laughs> Loose sand. Yes, exactly. Until you dig down deep enough and realize that there's nothing there. So you're constructing whatever it's you want. It's just will to power all the way down. I, I mean, I mean, you can build in that direction. If you decide to be altruistic, that's fine, but there's no real reason to be, because uh, you are the only person who is endowing other people's happiness. Look, I don't want to get in the weeds on this, but truly, yes, I find that nihilism is sort of the bedrock of any philosophy, because none of this matters unless you have faith in some higher power. You know, there are like literal gods in this universe, right? <laughs> yes, and, Ostensibly, and, you worship one. Uh, yes. yes. How do you did. reconcile your faith with your nihilism? Well, uh, <laughs> not much of a gozerin anymore. Right. So what uh, are you? Ca cats out of the bag. <laughs> oh, I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, we've been consorting with demons, and they offered quite a bit of power. And man, I mean, and yet I, here I you are. And yet here you are. Indeed. Egg what, on my face. What power did they offer you? And what did you give them in return? Devotion, I suppose, uh, to answer the latter question first. As for what I gained, strength, physical, physical strength, more powerful with this trident now. I, I mean, exactly what um, is, is hard to, to say. But yeah, I mean, I physically, I became stronger. And that, that's always been important to me. I always found that very grounding is my connection to my body. Must be a bummer that Sven spanked you so bad. So yes. bad. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I, uh, I do feel I got a bit unlucky there. That's just a hundred percent beefcake, mortal, mortal man, swinging hammer, dude. Your jerky Yeah, no, strength. absolutely. I did get, I did get in one, one good hit, one good hit. Uh, it was a terrific spanking. Yes, yes. Um, indeed, a, ter a terrific. A ter yeah, sure. What, what, whatever, whatever. Can you can you give us some names here? Like, what else? What should we expect further in the monastery? Names. Well, there's Yorl. There's Back and Lesser, or priests. There's Kendella. She she looks after the animals. As for what they can do, I I, I don't I don't know tremendously. Some of them can cast spells, but really, I was more here for protection, guarding the door, that sort of thing. And um, what is through? These three exit. Are these stairs to the north of me, by the way? To the north. Uh, to the north. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you dimwit. I can see well enough. <laughs> to the north of you. Those aren't stairs. Th th those are boards covering a doorway. Hmm. 
What lies beyond the boards, the door, and the double doors yonder? To the north, uh, beyond the the boarded up doors, is the crypt. And to the south there, that's the washroom, obviously. Good to be clean before coming into the temple. Uh, And beyond those doors is the rest of the hermitage. What is immediately beyond those doors? Immediately beyond the beautiful doors to the west. Yes. A, a lovely room with a fantastic mosaic. Stand, kill him. Yes, right away. <laughs> Very well. And to the north, beyond those doors, as I said, the crypt, where we've been having some trouble. There have been creatures coming up from the crypt. We've boarded it up, as you can see, but it is a temporary solution at best. We were actually here guarding that door, not the one you came through. Mm. Oh, that's fucked. What kind of creatures? Undead. Oh, dear me. Why are they here? I don't know, but we did slay one ghoul. We're not certain entirely where it came from, but we do believe it was where we keep our dead. Have you seen any followers of Caden Kayleen around here? Caden Kayleen? No, uh, not in so many words, exactly. There was a young dwarf who came to stay with us for some time. Uh, I haven't seen her for for a little while, though. Is she still here? I don't know. But again, I don't spend a lot of time in the rest of the monastery. I, you know, sort of spent my days in prayer prior and then, you know, guarding, etc. And more recently, sort of taken up with the whole demon thing. (laughs) (laughs) I like this guy. His nihilism charms me. Where would we find the dwarf if we were looking for them? Oh, uh, perhaps in the... Like, and on any given day, hard to say, but there are dormitories sort of on the outer layer of the hermitage. So on this floor, sort of through that room, take a right, and, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of dormitories uh, along the way. That, that'd, be, that'd be perhaps where, where she'd be if she's here. Again, I haven't seen her for a while, but that doesn't really mean all that much. All right, fair. Thank you. You're welcome. And I will say, there are not many prisoners here, you understand me. I'm choosing not to. All right, my apologies. If she's here no, and she's alive- No, you don't understand. No, I, I knew what you meant. I'm just choosing. You know what, fine. Um, All right, I'll say it again slower for the big one. The person he's The big one for, will kill you. Indeed. Best to keep it in mind. Leighton is going to go inspect those doors. I think this guy creeps him out. Yeah, how are we to know that you will not betray us as soon as we leave your sight? Oh, he's a nihilist. They don't believe in anything. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) At least it's an ethos. No. I am not currently a nihilist. I I believe in, in power now. I'm saying that at the end of the day, there is no reason to believe in anything other than the fact that I have a mind and can choose to. So I choose to endorse a certain ethos, but I don't believe that there's anything stronger undergirding it. Right? Nihilism is the basis, and then you can build whatever you want. We all have that right. Can nihilism work as a basis? I'm going to kill everyone here pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> in any case, uh... All right, I say we tie him up, we put him in one of the cells, and we keep moving. Any objections? Uh, well, I wouldn't mind... No, nope, not you. Not you. Okay. you don't get a vote. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's fine. Great. All right, let's throw him in the cell where the mayor was. Yeah, throw him on the bloody sheet. All right. 
gross. Ah. Hey, not not our doing. No, no, indeed. No, indeed. Uh, I Just desserts, I suppose. Just desserts. I'll be here. See you all later. Please do lock that door firmly, though. I am worried about the undead rising up from the crypt. Okay. Just clean it shut. Drew just kind of closes the door, <laughs> puts the shims in. Is he afraid of dying painfully, or is he afraid of dying? would assume as a nihilist, he would assume there's nothing happening after he's dead. But yeah, there are personally, I'm afraid of both of those things. Oh, so yeah. afraid of the pain. I walk in constant terror of this. Yeah. What are you all gonna do? Yeah, I mean, I need to go check out that dormitory. Very well. Do we feel that it is prudent to remove the undead from our backs, or any of me of our enemy is a thing best left the fuck alone? I let's leave it the fuck alone. I say. I feel a little weird about taking down defenses in order to go kill ghouls. Yeah, I also have no idea why it's happening. <laughs> right. They may break the boards down and we'll find them at our backs at a later date, but otherwise I see no reason to intervene. I think that's fair. Yeah, let's keep going. All right. And so the party approaches these two beautiful green and marble doors carved in the shape of something that at times looks like a tornado, and other times a beautiful shimmering whirlpool. You reach for the handles, green metal, a teardrop falling off of the green leaf, and that is where we'll leave it. Oh, hey. goodness gracious. What that door. Now I'm a nihilist. <laughs> Not a nihilist, that's just where he started. Okay.